What if you finally figured out how to overcome fear, anxiety, and what is holding you back so you can live life on your own terms? That's what I've done. And on this show, I share my best tips for overcoming the BS that gets in our way. We'll tackle the root of what is holding you back so you can start challenging your own limiting beliefs. We'll also talk about our mental health and why it is so important to take care of ourselves. Stop living a life full of worry, fear, and anxiety. Break the cycle and start your healing journey here. I'll teach you everything you need to know. This is the Live Less Afraid podcast. Hi, good morning. This is Michelle with Live Less Afraid. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about relationships and coming back from a bad breakup or a bad divorce. Um, I think there's a lot to talk about there. And I know that from my own experience, I learned a lot about myself and, um, I think that it's an important topic to talk about because I think sometimes women can feel alone um, in this situation. They can blame themselves a lot for um, why it didn't work out. <laughs> they say things like, well, maybe if I would have done this, or maybe if I would have acted this way, or maybe if I would have tried harder or been sweeter or nicer or looked better or lost that 10 pounds. I mean, good Lord, right? Like the list is long of things that we tell ourselves for the reasons why, um, you know, a relationship didn't work out and we ended up in, in a, a bad situation with a, with a partner or um, a spouse. And what I'm here to talk to you about today is how we can take our lessons from that and not beat ourselves up. And you guys, you know, I'm a broken record about this, but it all comes back to self-love again and more on that later. But, uh, I want to talk a little bit just about my situation, um, you know, with divorce, with going through a really bad divorce, really bad breakup, what it did to my, to my soul. And then, um, how I found my way back. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that because that's the good part, right? That's that's probably why you're here because you're wondering um, how you can you can do that too if that's where you're at right now. Um, if you are in that spot right now, let me just put a virtual hug around you if you're listening to this because it's hard and it hurts and we really beat ourselves up over this. And so I just want you to hear this from me that you're okay. And I believe in you and you've got this and you're going to get through this and you're going to be better for it. Okay, let's get started. So before I talk about uh, my divorce and my breakup and my relationships, um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, what was modeled for me. And I don't know if you ever thought about that for yourself, but you know, what did you see um, growing up? Were your parents married a long time? Did they get a divorce? Was your, did you have a single mom or a single dad? You know, did you have same sex parents, whatever? Like, I don't know what your situation was, but for me, I was raised by a single mom. My dad left when I was very young. And the message that I always heard was, you know, he left us, right? And he, 
he doesn't even send you a card on your birthday. Like what kind of guy is he, you know, how, how could he be a good guy at all? And, um, I think that did some things to me, you know, to my psyche. Um, I think that dads and daughters have a really special relationship and I didn't get to have that. Um, and I didn't get to know my dad and he has been gone now about 10 years. And, uh, he went on and raised two, you know, beautiful young women. And I'm glad that they got that. I'm glad that he was there for them because he was not there for his other children. And, um, if I bring that back to myself, I just think like, I spent a lot of years kind of wondering, right? Like, like I said a moment ago, what did I do? What did I do wrong? And I know now, right, as an adult that that I didn't do anything wrong, it had nothing to do with me, that we're complicated humans. And, you know, I'm sure he did the best that he could, but he just didn't have it in him, in him to be a dad uh, to me. So my mom, uh, very bravely raised three kids on her own. She had already been married uh, twice um, before she was married to my dad. And you have to kind of set this in the time frame that it was in. You know, we're talking about like the uh, 50s and 60s where, you know, that was really the expectation. That was really what was demanded of a woman was that she get married. I mean, they couldn't even open bank accounts by themselves back in like back then. So like you really had limited choices, but to be married to a man, whether you wanted to be or not. So I think after my dad, I think she was just like, okay, obviously this is not for me. I'm not cut out for this. I'm just going to be single for a while. And I would say that those were her, you know, kind of more wild years. And, um, I've talked a lot about my mom in the past, you know, she, um, struggled with alcoholism and addiction and, uh, throughout my childhood. And, uh, so things were, you know, what was modeled for me was a little wild and crazy and a little like, you know, just, just let go through life and, and whatever happens happens. Uh, she had several, you know, live in boyfriends, um, she did get married again uh, towards the end of her addiction and alcoholism journey. And that was a, another really huge mistake for her. And uh, I remember being old enough at that time to tell her that, like, don't do this. This is a mistake. This guy's a creep. But, you know, we, we make our own decisions as grownups. And, uh, of course, that ended badly, too. And then she got sober and realized, like, I need to, I need to check myself before I date again. And she didn't date for a really long time after that. I think she had some intrepidation. I think she had some fear about, you know, having a broken picker. I remember her saying that, uh, and you've probably heard that saying before, maybe even about, you know, you maybe even said it to yourself, you know, and, and I don't subscribe to that theory at all. So we'll talk more about that later. Um, so Anyway, she didn't date for a long time. And then when she did, she didn't make the greatest choice. And that went its course also. And then I have to say, I'm so proud of her for being brave enough to try again. 
Because I think that sometimes our hearts get hurt and we get tired and we just think, what's the point? But she did. She tried one more time and she met someone and they got married and and they fell in love and they were so sweet together. And um, that's who she was with right up until she died um, about 10 years ago. And, you know, they loved each other and they I think they had a a good um, a good marriage. And I, I loved that for her that she that she got to have that. So when I talk about my own relationship journey, (laughs) I think, you know, we always look for meaning and we always look for patterns. Um, And so I look at her relationship journey and then I look at my own and I think, wow, there's so many similarities. Um, My journey is that I, it was a bumpy road for me. um, And it really took me a while to figure out took me a long while to figure out who I was and what I wanted. And what I want you to hear in that is that it takes the time that it takes. If you're in that space too right now, please stop beating yourself up over it. We're humans. We're complicated. This This shit is hard. We bring so much of our own stuff to it. And if we're not aware, you know, of how we're, we're, um, reacting and acting in the relationship, we're going to make some of the same mistakes until we figure that out. And that's just, that's okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, so my relationship road, I think was kind of bumpy. Um, you know, in my teenage years, I just dated whoever I wanted to date it and broke up with whoever I wanted to break up with. I mean, I was pretty flippant. I didn't really give much thought to, to the other person. Um, uh, I think that I was pretty selfish in that regard. And then, um, and then I met my kids as dad and, you know, we were so young and both really just needed each other in that time. And, um, you know, got pregnant, got married, did all these things that you're supposed to do, built a home, built a life. Um, and then, you know, we had a second child and fast forward a few more years. And, you know, I think when I think about the ending of that marriage, I just think we were both so young and I really did not know anything about a good relationship. I had no idea about how to do that. And he is such a good man and, and, uh, and I'm a good woman. (laughs) And I think like my past experiences had been fleeting and, you know, and filled with dysfunction. And that was what was modeled for me too. And, and here I was, you know, it, 28, 29 years old. And I was a mom of two kids and I had a home and a husband, and I had no idea how to keep that or manage that or make that work. So I imploded it and blew it up. And I suppose there was blame on both sides, but I, I carry a lot of that still. Uh, I try and be very kind to myself about it because like I said, I was just very young and, and, you know, did not really have a lot of great role models um, you know, or, or great support, which I think is a little different now too. Like, you know, the, the mental health awareness journey has really changed a lot in 25 years. There's a lot more resources, I think, for people. And we're more self-aware about, um, you know, that we do need help from the outside sometimes to, to, uh, to make things work. So, um, and, so I, I got out of, I, you know, I divorced the kids' dad and I, 
I started another relationship and, and that was um, really just kind of a mess also. And I remember being in the middle of that and thinking, I was meant for so much more than where I am right now in this life. And even with that partner, I remember thinking, this guy's not the same caliber as me. <laughs> like I'm, I have a, I have some big goals and dreams in life. Like I know I'm going places. Um, and I just didn't see that person going there with me. And that lasted several years. Um, and I just realized that, you know, that was not going to go anywhere for me. And so I, I ended that as well. And, and, you know, I remember having this feeling of desperation of wanting to have a partner and a husband so bad at that time, like really, you know, realizing kind of in hindsight that, you know, I did want this partnership. I did want this, you know, home, this traditional home with a partner and not really knowing how to get it, <laughs> not really understanding what needed to happen there. And so in my desperation, <laughs> I pursued a relationship with uh, a coworker, which, you know, is like, you know, a huge red flag, right? We've all heard that. And I know there's, there's evidence that this works out for people and, and, you know, good on you. And that's fantastic. But for the most part, <laughs> it's usually not a good idea. Um, and I, uh, what I love about that is, you see, I've made all the mistakes you can make, right? Like, broke up my my family, you know, dated, you know, kind of a, a guy that was in, it took me to like a dead end relationship, you know, dated a coworker who had all of these red flags that I just chose to ignore and got married to him, did this whole thing. And, you know, the first few years of that, I thought it was okay. And I literally remember saying to myself, you guys, I can, I can love us enough for both of this. I, I'm going to, I'm going to will it into existence. Now, can you guys relate to that? Does anybody relate to that? What I'm saying here, like just holding on so tight that you're like, I'm going to will this into working, but you know, in a relationship, you can't do that, right? Because there's two people who have their own thoughts and their own will and their own, you know, agenda in the situation and you know, he had no he had no investment in this thing at all you know i had i had pretty much drug him into it and um ignored all the red flags and you know he didn't he wasn't strong enough to say listen this isn't for me um so about four years in things really started to go downhill uh there was emotional abuse. There was um, just like a real dysfunction brewing in our relationship. And neither of us were doing much about it to correct it. I was taking the attitude of just like, you know, let it take its course. My kids were in the middle of their um, late middle school, early high school days. And so we had a lot going on. We had sporting events to go to. We were very busy. So I just tried to like kind of busy my way through it. <laughs> just ignore it. It'll go away. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we know that that's not the way it works, right? <laughs> so um, that relationship tore me down to the floor. And 
if you know me, you know that, you know, I'm a pretty positive person. I have pretty positive outlook. Um, I'm usually pretty happy go lucky, um, in spite of what's going on around me. So, or how I'm feeling inside, you know, uh, but it, it tore me down to the ground. Um, my hair started falling out. I gained a lot of weight. I, uh, I was pushed all the way, all the way to my limits and I cracked. And then I remember we were going on this cruise. <laughs> my kids will remember this too. And I was so stressed out and, um, unhappy that I went to the hair salon <laughs> and I told lady to cut all my hair off. Like I wanted a short at the time I was like, you know, I want a short, I'm going on this cruise. I don't want to have to mess with it. Um, and she cut it and, and, you know, she cut quite a bit off. And then I was like, no, no, I want it shorter. And, um, I remember thinking like it was this, uh, like this, it meant something to me to just like, I cut all my hair off and I look back now and I literally like became somebody I didn't really recognize. <laughs> Uh, it, it just, and I remember the moment when I, you know, moved out and, um, you guys, I forgot to tell you this part. I had, um, a little bit of inheritance money come in in the middle of this marriage. So, and I also was a homeowner at the time, my own home, like my name on the mortgage. I sold my house. I took all of that inheritance money and I built us a new house. So I built this beautiful house. I'd never built a house before. It was awesome, right? Got to pick my cabinets and my bathroom finishes and all those things that women love to do. Men love to do it too, but you know what I'm saying? So it was fantastic. But then when I blew it, when that marriage just blew up, I, the, it was a bad time in the market, like 08, 09. And I had to walk away from that house that I built. So not only have I blown up my life relationally, but financially, um, security wise, I lost my house. And I literally just remember kind of like dusting your hands together. You know, that thing you do, like you're just gonna, like, you're kind of, that's it. <laughs> I remember thinking to myself, I have to get out of here. If it means walking away from this house and everything that I've invested, fine. I don't even care. I've got to get out of here. So we, we moved out. I found a rental, uh, which in the community I lived in was really hard to do at the time. Um, and you know, that was also a miracle when, what happened there, um, running into an old friend and, and realizing, um, that they had this place to rent. So, um, anyway, I'm getting off track, but, uh, what I want to get back to is that I started going to, to talk therapy and getting coached and it took a lot of personal work um and self-care to find my way back to me and uh the lesson for me there really and this is what i want the lesson for you guys to be today is that i can i could love myself enough to stand alone on my own that i was enough on my own all by myself i had never lived alone in my entire life until then I'd lived with my parents and I lived with my first husband and so on and so on and so on. I had never lived like on my own by myself, even though I'll tell you that middle relationship that I was in after the kids, dad and 
my third marriage, um, or my second marriage, I'm sorry, my second marriage was, uh, it was like being a single mom because that guy was pretty checked out. <laughs> so, uh, but I wanted to live a life worth living, like just for me. I wanted to be, I wanted to not be afraid of really knowing myself. And I wanted to be, I wanted to not be afraid to speak my own truth and to own who I was and what I wanted in life. I'm going to share with you the egg story. So one of the things, through all this work, through all my personal work, I discovered that I was like highly codependent. And so one of the things that people who are codependent do, right, is that we, we acquiesce to everybody else around us, like to just the very ends of the earth. (laughs) And uh, the egg story for me is like, I forever would have my eggs. However, my partner at the time was having their eggs. If they were having scrambled, I was having scrambled. If they were having fried, I was having fried. They were having an omelet. I was having an omelet. Girl, I don't even like omelets. (laughs) So when I tell people today about that story, that one of the things I learned about myself was how I like my eggs. And I like my eggs over easy. I want my whites cooked and I'm on my yellow runny. And if you have an English muffin to go along with that, that will just make my day. So when you think about the work that you're going to do to figure out who you are, think about how you like your eggs <laughs> and be okay with owning, owning that. Um, and I think the message I really want to get across to you today is that if you've been through a bad situation like I have, it's not the end of the world. It feels like it is. But there's hope and we can learn to love ourselves and we can learn to stand on our own two feet. And then when we have done that work, if we still want to have a relationship, great. We can do that too. But we have to make ourselves whole first before we can give to someone else. And even before we can allow ourselves to be given too, right? So this is what I do. This is what I do with women in my coaching practice. I want you to love yourself enough to know that you can stand on your own. You are a whole person just as you are and that you don't need a partner to exist. Yes, having a partner is nice. It makes a journey more fun, but we have to know in our bones that we are okay on our own first. Don't skip this step. If you are in a difficult relationship right now, or you just went through a bad breakup again and you're feeling like there's got to be a better way, I'm here to tell you that there is. And that is the work that I do in coaching. And if you're in that situation right now and you need some help, you want to figure things out for yourself, get a hold of me and let's schedule the call. I'm telling you, we have to do this work to stand on our own and love ourselves enough to do so before we'll ever figure out how to bring that to a relationship that lasts and means something. Fast forward to today. I am happily married. Yes. Third time's a charm. (laughs) And is my relationship perfect? No. Does he drive me crazy sometimes? Yes. But did I choose well? And am I on my own person in this relationship? Yes. Yes. Yes, I am. Am I clear on who I am as a person today and how I like my eggs? Yes. Yes, I am. Is it a work in progress? Absolutely. But I know now 
that I love myself enough to stand up for what it is that I want to speak my truth. And if that's ringing for you too, then let's do that work together. All right. I love you guys so much. I believe in you. I know you can do this. Have a great day. Hey, that's all for now, but come back soon. Did today's episode spark some new thoughts for you? If it did, subscribe and leave a review. If you want to learn more about overcoming fear and anxiety, head over to livelessafraid.com and check out all the episodes and find out more about what I do. If you're curious about what working with a coach is like, let's schedule a Zoom and I'll tell you all about it. Are you looking for encouragement? Then come over to my community group. It's the Live Less Afraid community group on Facebook. The link is waiting for you on my website. Thanks so much for listening. I so appreciate each and every one of you.